Well, hello, everyone. My name is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky, tucked away under the tall timbers of Colorado, the snow-covered, uh, white-capped timbers. Uh, this morning, we've still got quite a bit of snow on the ground uh, where we are, but thank you for joining us. It's Wednesday, January the 3rd, 2024, and uh, that means it's time for World Events Update with Randy, and I tell you what, I cannot wait uh, to talk with Randy. I know many of you have had Randy withdrawals like I have. Uh, we missed last week uh, because of our holiday schedule, um, and then the week before that, he graciously agreed while we were out of pocket with our family to, to fly solo and, and do a world events update. So it seems like it's been forever since he and I have been on air together to talk and uh, laugh and and cry and and panic and do all of the things that he his reports always uh, invoke. Uh, but uh, we'll bring uh, Grandpa Randy on here in uh, in just a minute, but can't wait to talk to him and really appreciate all that he does for us. A um, couple of quick Reminders, uh, we've had some great podcasts already this week. Uh, Monday, we talked with Leo Holman about what's in store for 2024. If you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to listen to it. And then follow that up with my solo podcast from yesterday on good news in 2024. It'll kind of counterbalance all of the uh, kind of unsettling stuff that that we uh, think about and, and, and see coming down the, the pike uh, towards us. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be on uh, Stand Up For The Truth with Mary Danielson. Friday, we've got Patrick Wood. And then next Monday, or, or let me back up on Sunday, I'll be in the pulpit again and uh, uh, starting a new series on First and Second Thessalonians, a very timely series, verse by verse through those two books that talk a lot about end times uh, uh, prophecy and, and what God has in store uh, in his plan of the ages. So that's on Sunday. You can live stream that at notbyworks.org. We have two services and had a great crowd last Sunday. If you're in the Denver metro area, come see us at either 8.30 or 10. We live stream the 10 o'clock service. That's mountain time. And you can learn more at notbyworks.org on the live stream uh, page. Uh, but then on Monday is our premier subscriber Zoom, live Zoom session. We do this periodically, once or twice a month. Uh, we have a, a great number of uh, subscribers that have taken advantage of this. It's your way to kind of meet with us uh, personally and, and ask questions. And uh, this Monday, we've got a very special guest. Uh, Bill Salas is going to join us for the premiere Zoom session, and it'll give you a chance to meet him and ask him some questions. I'll moderate and uh, the subscription is a small monthly fee. I think it's $9.99 a month, uh, or you can pay annually and save some money. Uh, you can cancel at any time, but it comes not only with these Zoom sessions for our subscribers only, but we also give you a lot of other extra content that's not generally available on the World Wide Web. So, for example, this very podcast, World Events Update with Randy, uh, we video it, and uh, we only post the audio on our podcast channel, but for our premier subscribers, you can watch the video and kind of uh, watch when uh, Lan Randy groans at my attempt at humor and uh, watch as I panic when he, uh, in the, the look in my eyes of sheer panic when he talks about uh, all of these uh, things coming down the the pike. So anyway, consider uh, the premier subscription. You can find out more at notbyworks.org. Just click on the store button. I think there's also a highlight banner that Brooke has has made that takes you straight to the premier membership. We have lots of other content. Uh, 
A lot of the stuff that we sell in our streaming section of our store comes free with our premier subscription. And so uh, a lot of the prophecy videos that we've done that we sell uh, DVDs and or streaming of, those are automatically included in your premier subscription. So uh, give it, uh, check it out and give it some thought. But I'm really excited about Monday. Uh, our, that's going to be Monday night. I think it's 6 o'clock Central Time, uh, and it's live. We also record it, so those premier members that can't make the live session will be able to access it from their premier content page and watch it later. Uh, so Proverbs chapter 3, <clears throat> today is January 3rd, so the last uh, three verses of this uh, chapter in Proverbs read like this, Proverbs 3, 33 to 35. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. That's verse 33. And I read that and I thought, you know, all of these evil doers, the Luciferian elite that are working hand in puppet with Satan, um, many of them know they are. They consider him their leader and get their marching orders from him. Many of them aren't even aware that they're just puppets in a satanic game, but their house is indeed wicked, and it's under the ultimate curse of the Lord. And someday when Christ comes back at the great white throne, they will receive their ultimate uh, judgment. And uh, But he blesses the home of the just, and that word just in Hebrew has a, a practical and a positional sense. Uh, positionally, it means the just who have been declared righteous by faith in Christ. And I hope that describes you. I hope there's been a time in your life when you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone, the one who took your personal penalty uh, on the cross, paid your debt, died for your sins, rose again, mm -hmm. and now offers you the free gift of eternal life simply by faith. That's the only way you can receive it. You can't earn it. You have to receive it by faith. And in, if you do, you are just. You are justified. Then it goes on, surely He scorns the scornful, but gives grace uh, to the humble. What a contrast there. The word scornful there in uh, Hebrew means to mock, to ridicule, to deride, uh, many times uh, uh, barbarously, I mean, really, you know, hateful stuff. And that's what we see in the wicked uh, and, and these evildoers that are mocking Christians and turning truth on its head. But by contrast, and God's going to scorn them. He's going to turn it back on them. But he gives grace to the humble. And so in the same way that I mentioned the word justice is, a, is kind of jumps off the page at you there for those who by faith have been justified. We also want to remember that as the justified, we need to be humble. And, uh, you know, that's such a critical attitude, especially these days when there are so many emotions and so much division and so much heating up going on. I'm going to be talking about that Thursday on the Standard for the Truth radio program, this division, this divide and conquer methodology that the Luciferians are using. We need to stay humble. Hold your convictions firm. Don't waver, but uh, be humble and God will give you more grace. And then finally, the wise shall inherit glory, but shame, shame shall be the legacy of fools. That's the last verse in Proverbs 3. Shame is, is kind of a lost concept in our world today. There is no shame. People have no shame. Uh, they celebrate what used to be shameful. Uh, and But the Lord will bring to shame all of the foolishness of this world, and that will be their legacy. So, Randy, with that, I'll uh, welcome you back to the program. Man, I've missed you, my friend. Uh, I love you like a brother and appreciate all that you are, are doing for, for our family and for Not By Works. I hope you had a great holiday. 
Well, it's good to be back. I've got to tell you what, I am never, ever going to do a soul podcast again. There is something about talking to yourself that just sucks. So that was a one and only unless the nukes are coming in. Oh, in which on. case, We know you all talk. We all know you talk to yourself all the time. Well, it, well, you know, I just had a birthday. I'm 67 now, so it's a little bit more prevalent. But the dogs, they look at me and they just kind of nod their heads and they're okay. So, you know, wife thinks I'm nuts, but whatever. Yes. By the way, belated happy birthday. You, you, your birthday was January 1st. I uh, sent you a text uh, with some balloons, I think. Uh, but uh, my daughter showed me how to, to do that uh, yeah. on the text. But anyway, happy birthday, my friend. Well, thank you. But here's the deal. Once you reach a certain age, you no longer really celebrate them because you understand you're on the downhill slide and every birthday gets you closer to the end of the slide. Now, being taken to heaven would be great. I just don't want to suffer. And since I don't get any kind of a choice here, we just forget about the birthdays and I just keep on. I'm I'm getting younger, not older. So anyway. I hope everybody is ready for this because this year is going to be one for the textbooks. And if you thought 2023 was bad, you're really going to enjoy this year. <laughs> I can I can only say that uh, you're going to see things moving so fast, as they already have since first of the year, that um, we do a podcast. And that's usually I get all of the information for the week, plus what happened that day. It'll be old news by the time we actually get to it. But anyway. Just for the overnight stuff or the last day, depending on the time zones, et cetera, a few things I want to cover. All right. The um, United States Coast Guard and Japan Airlines had a little accident. I believe it was yesterday, in which case all of the people on the uh, Coast Guard plane were killed. Uh, the Japanese Airlines personnel evacuated successfully 367 passengers even though the plane caught on fire immediately. Mm. Kudos to them because that usually does not happen. Mm. Overnight, there was a terrorist attack in Iran that occurred during the ceremony for General Soleimani. And if you recall, he was the general that uh, Mr. Trump took out. I believe it was with a drone strike in about the end of uh, Trump's tenure as president. It's killed 103 so far and 170 injured. They're labeling it as a terrorist attack. And I will let you guess who the terrorists were. Um, there's no proof yet, but your your choices should be limited to what you can count on one hand. With the two main ones, you know who they are. All right. The other day, the Israelis took out uh, one of the, I think, the second in command for Hamas in Beirut uh, with a drone strike. Uh, this has got everybody there <laughs> overexcited. Uh, Nasrallah, I believe, is the name of the uh, Hezbollah or Hamas top guy. One of the two, I, I get it mixed up. Anyway, he's going to have a speech this morning, and they believe he's probably going to tell everyone that we have a jihad against the United States and Israel now. He'll make it with a little more force than he has before. So as far as what could happen in the United States, be aware, all I can say, because it's not a matter of if, it's when. Uh, Homeland Security, the FBI, everybody agrees on that. Um, all I can say is they don't have any timing, like always, but we know it's going to happen. Mm. Mr. Putin has an ally by the name of Ketterov. 
uh, he came out last night, last night, our time, and said, from now on, anybody that the Russians consider a criminal, rather than chase them, they're going to hunt down their families and kill them all. So now that's a really nice touch to whatever kind of justice they're uh, looking at in Russia right now. But um, the attacks with the Ukrainians and the Russians have been massive against each other. They are pummeling each other into the ground. Um, Ukraine, the war's over. I don't know why they don't try to work something out, but I think in the next couple of months they probably will because there isn't that much of the Ukraine left anymore. Now, for all of you Android users that got a new phone uh, or have downloaded some apps, you need to take a minute and do a little work on it. There is a new Trojan horse virus called XA Malicious. It basically was distributed with your new phone by accident. And if you have basically downloaded anything through Google Play or any of those, you probably have it on your phone right now. Basically, what it does, it basically, you know, it's like malware. It puts itself inside of the phone. It gets into your programs. And this one can basically take all the information it wants. It can also get into your finances and drain your accounts. So, um be very careful if you have downloaded any of these um, apps that I'm going to go over. Okay, one is StepKeeper. That is the easy pedometer version. Track your sleep. Essential horoscope. 3D skin editor for Minecraft. Logo, logo maker pro. Auto click repeater. Count easy calorie calculator, astrological navigator, sound volume booster, sound volume extender, and letter link. If you've downloaded any of those with your phone, you're probably infected. So now, unfortunately, that, mean, that means you got to delete your astrology apps that you've been uh, playing around well, with. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I've got a iPhone. We're safe as far as I know. I I knew there was a reason I liked you. Well, you know, I'm about ready to go back to my flip phone. When I got rid of that last year at your urging among some other friends, I kept the old one in. You know, I'm thinking about going back to that because you can't trace it. You can't download anything to it. I can just make phone calls. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. I got an email from a good friend uh, yesterday and, and uh, uh, informing me that he's gotten rid of his all of his smart devices, everything. He's no longer reachable except by email or landline, uh, and he uses Proton Mail for email. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to clarify, for ease of communication in these great last days, uh, I still use a smartphone, particularly an iPhone, and that's what I was encouraging you to do just because I value our connectivity so much. Uh, but uh, we do it eyes wide open, right? We we know right. that any moment this could all come crashing down. And if that happens, then I pull the, the flip phone out of the drawer, uh, the paid, paid minutes, and use it to communicate or the sat phone or the, the ham radio. We have a contingency plan in place. But uh, as long as you're aware and everybody knows that you're being tracked, um, you know, you, you can certainly use the devil's tools to help uh, advance the gospel in, in, as long as we have access to them. Exactly. So for right now, we're okay. But 
If you've got the Android, what you have to do is go on another device, uh, whether it be your laptop, desktop, or whatever, and change your password. Because if you change your password on your phone to any of your apps, this program will mimic it and will basically copy it. Mm. And so it would do you no good whatsoever. So go to your other laptop, desktop, whatever. Uh, monitor all of your accounts and basically restore your phone to the factory settings. If you notice anything unusual, your bank accounts or whatever, you need to contact them immediately. This is not like an Apple phone where you can basically shut it off, turn it back on, and those things disappear. So be very careful because it is going to make a mess for a lot of people. Android is pretty popular. All right. North Koreans have been threatening South Korea and the United States for the last couple of weeks. The South Koreans are so worried about that that yesterday they gave the military the order that they have permission to retaliate against the North for any time or any type of provocation, and they can ask questions later. In other words, if a shot is fired from the North, the South can go ahead and fire back at the North. If artillery or missiles or whatever is used, the military has permission to automatically just get to it. They can get a hold of the command structure later and they'll okay it then. So evidently things are getting very, very tense on that border. Okay, something that really concerns me. Yesterday, several different uh, places, and I, I can't give you websites on this yet, that'll be out in a week or two, have found where the U.S. had biolabs in the Ukraine and Europe, which we knew before. But now we find out that the United States was going to release pathogens into Europe, into Russia, and into China from these locations. They were going to give vaccines to their allies and basically let the Russians, Chinese, North Koreans, wherever they landed, let it have its way with the population. Now, if you don't think that's going to cause a small problem with these other countries, um, stop and think about it again, because if the United States, if we knew we were threatened by somebody going to do that, we would raise cane until something took place. Yeah, and Randy, I suspect there's some of our listeners, because we have such a, a growing, uh, a large audience, that hear things like that and 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 become immediately defensive and reactive and think, oh, there's no way. How anti-American. America would never do something like that. Well, let me just encourage you to, to look at the facts of the matter. Uh, don't respond on emotion. Uh, if you read the chapter, I think it's in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, where I outline all the different ways throughout our country's history that we have uh, killed innocent people and experimented on them and used this very type of warfare, this biological warfare. This is a fact not in dispute. And in fact, the government in some cases has uh, paid reparations for some of the things that they've done through the years. I would encourage you to look up things, uh, you know, in terms of these types of activities in other countries like Operation Gladio. Uh, you can look up Operation Northwoods during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, this is not something that uh, is uncommon. Uh, and it's there's a history of it. So, you know, we, as you said, we know, and, and we talked about early on, as did many others, when the Ukraine war first started, how they had these bioweapons uh, labs there. I think there were 20 of them, if I remember, 12 or 20, something like that. And, yeah. and so now we're, now it's kind of coming out what, what some of their plans were. It doesn't mean that it was going to go through, but we certainly know there are rogue elements of this 
country and in leadership who are in cahoots with the Luciferian global elite who are trying to destroy America and usher in a one world system. And the thought that they would do that doesn't surprise me in the least. But I, I just I know that there are some people who may not have looked into this. And so for them, this may come as quite a shock. And so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Yes. Well, I would hope that nobody would ever question our patriotism or our allegiance to the United States of America. But my allegiance stops where we start doing this kind of stuff. Right. We can go back and talk about me lie during the Vietnam War if you want to. We can talk about our experimentation on U.S. troops, on the general population, on the blacks. So if you are in that little glass house, you think the United States is pure and wonderful, I would suggest you expand your reading and your listening and what you watch to find out what really is going on. We have some great people. We have many wonderful things about this country. But let me tell you what, if you think we're the good guy, then like I've said before, we need to adjust the medications real quick. All right. (laughs) Now, we also found out that Israel either is developing or has a targeted pathogen that only affects certain ethnic groups. Now, I don't know which groups those are, but I'll let you guys uh, let your mind wander because I think we've all got a good idea. But this goes to show this is not the Russians, not the Chinese. This is every country that has the ability and the finances to do this kind of work, they're all jumping on the bandwagon. And we have to understand that no longer do we know exactly who the enemy is. Is it our country? Is it our politicians? Is it a foreign country? You know, there are large migrant camps that are being built on the southern border. We know that. We've talked about that before. They work in conjunction with the cartel. We know they have heavy armament, They have anti-aircraft missiles. They have automatic weapons. Uh, If you want to look at some of these, you can go on to a website called Muckraker, M-U-C-K-R-A-K-E-R.com. It'll show you the camps, and they do some interviews. A lot of the men that get to these camps are given a piece of paper with an address. They're told, this is where you go, where you report. Now, if you think they're just looking for food or something like that, I think we better reassess that. Yeah, I, I want to reaffirm, you know, all of our allies, the, you know, the, in the in the major countries like Great Britain, uh, Australia, um, they're, they're doing the same type of biochemical uh, experimentation. This is not just, um, you know, the bad guys. Uh, this is, you know, part of warfare in the 21st century. And so we're not suggesting that America is bad or Israel is bad. Of course not. But there are rogue elements within even our allies, uh, the, the leadership of our allies, that are working at the behest, just the way the Bible talks about it in Psalm 2, of Satan to you know try to bring down uh, national sovereignty and usher in a one world system. So, I mean, that that's all we're saying is just, you know, think uh, globally, look at the big picture, try to break free from this uh, American exceptionalism mindset that has uh, really gripped people by design that this is, you know, what they uh, want you to think. You know, I, I encourage you to listen to Leo Homan's uh, remarks uh, from my Monday podcast, but he talked about one of the scenarios being that, you know, they, they, 
cause some type of false flag event or real event, but use it uh, to really drum up patriotism so that all of America is crying out for for blood to go to go destroy somebody. And and you know, while we have a right to defend ourselves, I think it always needs to be held in balance uh, with you know proper war, uh, rules of engagement. Uh, so anyway, just just some food for thought. I'm I'm really glad that you uh, brought that news item up because it just gave us a chance to kind of clarify the biblical worldview of where we're headed in the end times here. Yes, and you know, speaking of the end times, I think we're getting well. Obviously, we're getting closer every day, but I think it's going to jump up and bite us here very very soon. All right, New York and D.C., I believe it was on New Year's Day, experienced earthquakes. These were powerful enough to blow manhole covers off the manholes, uh, got everybody's attention. Um, They're trying to figure out if it was caused by the earthquakes, if it was a terrorist, whatever. You know, when you have verifiable earthquakes in the area, it would sound plausible. If we recall what happened in Colorado Springs a few months ago, they had the same thing. Manhole covers are being blown off the manholes. Now, it could be electrical. It could be methane gas or something um, building up, exploding. Who knows? But look at everything in the world, what's taking place. We had in New York City, we had a truck driver, an SUV driver, I guess, filled with five-gallon cans of gasoline run into a crowd and explodes the vehicle. Now, New York PD says, oh, that's not a terrorist attack. doesn't look like there's any problem here. Who puts that many five-gallon cans of gasoline in their car and runs into a crowd? Now, again, the ice cream supply, I believe, is now dribbling into New York. They're believing things that just absolutely are false. Yeah, the terrorist label they only they only bandy it about when it serves their purpose. You know, as this unseen enemy that we need to just you know go bananas over. But yeah, it's it's that very ambiguous term that the media and the authorities, uh, the government they they only kind of use it when it serves their purpose. When it would be an obvious label for someone who is clearly trying to invoke terror by an act of violence, then they say, "Oh no, nothing to see here. Just move along." Well, that's kind of like the Epstein travel logs that are going to be made public this week. Now, I'm sure it's going to have a list of all the people that really can't defend themselves, but I want to know who was left off the list. Of course, yeah. Now, if they've got Bill Clinton on there 50 times, I'm excuse me, strike me as surprised, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. I what mean, I want to know is the ones that were left off, those are the ones I worry about. You are spot on, Randy, and I hope people are wise enough, if you've been listening to our program and reading our stuff for the last few years, you should be, to know that this is all just hype. You know, they're not really going to bring down the Clinton empire. They're not really going to bring down, you know, the Biden empire. They, they, The Luciferians have a mutually assured destruction on each other, and when they want to bring someone down, when somebody makes somebody else mad, they'll bring them down, and there'll be some people that are brought down because of this, uh, you know, uh, disclosure coming up uh, this week. But don't think for a second that this is organic or that somehow they're all the Luciferian leaders cowering in their homes, scared to death, teeth chattering, wondering, you know, I wonder what's going to happen. I hope my name's not on the list. No, no, no. They know exactly. What's happening? It's possible that Clinton's on there, but you know what? 
Uh, he's all, he, there's a reason that he was called the Teflon president, right? I mean, the guy yes. had sex with a barely legal age intern in the Oval Office of America, was impeached and won re-election. I mean, that tells you, you know, about American uh, the American public. So I just I don't I'm not holding my breath that this is going to be Clinton's undoing, but I could be wrong. Well, yeah, but if it's if it does his undoing or whatever, does it matter anymore? Right. He's not in power. He's 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 a persona non grata. He's not important anymore. But right. if we would go and talk about the presidents, the pedophilia, the child trafficking and stuff that they're involved in, then we could talk about some things that are really interesting that would make a difference. A president from back in the 90s, who cares? Yeah. The youngsters probably don't even know who he is. Right. So you know, all right. We have a new COVID variant, JN.1, coming out. Supposedly, it's going to have severe cardiac implications. Now, here's what I'm going to say. I've said before that I believe that the virus and the vaccines basically are all made to be a targeted a use virus, kind of like what the Israelis have. Now, they're already bringing in the mask mandates. New York, Illinois, California. Uh, we had a listener yesterday basically emailed us and said, where I'm working, they want me to start wearing a mask. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, not a nurse, whatever. All I'm going to tell you is the masks that I see people wearing, if you sneeze, that might keep you from spreading it quite as far. But when I can see the sides of your mask puffing when you're breathing, I'm knowing it's kind of useless yeah so you know you're gonna have to take it with a grain of salt do what you want to do uh i have no doubt that the virus could be much more severe than what we've had before we know they want to get rid of eight and a half billion people they're going to do whatever they can do and so don't be surprised if it's that or ebola or it's already in our food or whatever um i think things have progressed so far right now we really have no idea but anyway no, it's coming, and it looks like it's serious. So, you know, social distancing is not going to do you much good because it'll be on the produce, it'll be on the turnstiles, it'll be on the doors. So hope, pray, and hope the good Lord gets us through that. Now, the federal agencies that are being armed, like the post office, health and um, human services, etc., cetera, um, talk to a gentleman that says, well, they're not being armed so much for use in the American public. We keep thinking of a shutdown, martial law, etc. He said they're scared spitless of all the terrorists that are now in the United States. I think the last number we talked about was about 180,000 Russians and Chinese that have come across the border. Well, Homeland Security now thinks it's up over a million and a half. So I'm going, where are they all at? If there are that many people dispersed inside the United States, we know a terror attack is coming. I mean, you'd have to be a, a, a you'd have to be sitting in a mushroom cave somewhere, and not understand that. Don't know when, but it's not an if anymore. Mm. So all I can say is I can't give timelines on this stuff because I'm not the perpetrator. They're the only ones that would ever have an idea of when this stuff is going to happen. But I can tell you right now, don't be surprised. And I'm going to. I'm going to warn you between March and June of this year, all right? Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader, said in November of 22 
with a, within 18 months, Taiwan would be part of China. Russia holds their elections sometime in March or April. Um, some of the financial stuff looks like it's going to be happening, happening sometime between March and April. China, between March and April, and the reason I give this specific time is when the Taiwan Straits and the South China Sea basically would permit them to move. They would be able to engulf China or Taiwan so fast they wouldn't know what they hit, what hit them. So you look at all of that kind of stuff. You look at the financial. As of January 5th, BRICS now has five more nations. There are 40 that have applied. Supposedly, they'll make a decision on them sometime in March or April. Now, the amount of finances, oil, other resources, et cetera, that they will control is going to be mind-boggling. So just understand that there's a big change coming, and it's going to be sometime probably this year, probably this spring. Um, the uh, states of California, New Mexico, and Colorado have decided that um, their law enforcement no longer needs to be a citizen of the United States. If they are a non-citizen, they can be sworn in as an officer and carry a gun. Now, I don't know who thinks that's a good idea, but I'm sorry. I mean, what training do they have? What experience do they have? What recourse do we have if they're doing it wrong? Um, again, look at the three states. It makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, there, there ought to be a national outcry about this. And most people are just asleep at the wheel and don't even know this is, is happening. But I mean, it just uh, it's it's just a we're, we're living in a, you know, uh, surreal um, state where, where people just their eyes glaze over and they just, you know, want to watch another game or go you know play another video game or they're just not paying attention but the thought of non-citizens being deputized and weaponized to to be able to you know arrest law you know citizens is just it just should be obvious i don't understand it well think of it this way what do you think the mexican government would say if we went and volunteered our services to be a member of their army or their police department yeah. They'd look uh, at us like, are you nuts? Yeah. I mean, you, you go to any other country and you knock on the police station door and say, hey, I'm here illegally and I'd like to apply for a job. They're not going to hand you a job application. They're going to put you in cuffs and arrest you. That's right. You know, and another bizarre thing that you're going to see in the news in the next couple of weeks, New Mexico, Colorado, and I think there's one other state, might be California again. They are going to legislate it to be required that you put an additive in feed that you feed your livestock to cut down on the methane mm. that they let loose. Now, give me a break. I mean, two states out of 50 are going to do something this stupid. Yeah. The, um, the thinking behind that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I can remember when this first came out, 15 years ago and I was out there bemoaning the the global warming hoax my book uh, that came out in 2012 called uh, Great Last Days Deception I have a little section in there about the the global warming hoax and I you know I was back then I was talking about how they're going to be taxing people based on cattle flatulence 
And nobody believed, they thought I was making that up. This is all, you're nuts. This is this, this is a joke, you know. Well, here we go, enshrined in, you know, laws and, and uh, legislation from state courts. It's just unreal. Well, my, my point is here, now I'm not a stock market guy, I'm not a financial advisor or anything else, but it looks to me like if you wanted to make an investment, let's go put a bunch of money in Bino real quick. Yeah, because right. I don't know what else they're going to use for something like that. But, I mean, it, they've been talking about it forever. And you should be very proud of yourself for taking the forefront of, on some of this stuff. Because I remember the COVID and stuff we talked about a couple of years ago. Everybody thought we were nuts. Now it's coming yeah. out into the limelight. It's like right all along. It, you look at the other stuff and it's like the world's out of control. Yeah. It, this, is, this is the twilight zone on steroids for crying out loud. Yeah. I don't think they're going to call it Bino. They ought to call it Dumbo, if you ask me, because only an idiot would buy into that narrative. Or they can put some in Biden's ice cream. Yeah. I mean, really, <laughs> how far do we go before it gets too ridiculous? Well, you're going to get a call from the Secret Service for that comment. Well, I'm thinking I'm probably on enough lists. I'm going to get a call someday and I'm going to sit there and smile at him. Uh, no speak English, you know, <laughs> don't know what they're going to do about that for sure. Anyway. I again want to bring up March and April. We have seen numerous sources warning of a major cyber attack. Now we don't have a date. We don't. We don't know that for sure. But the there's a new movie, and uh, let's see what is it called. I believe it's called Civil War. Yes, coming out, put on by the Obamas, that are going to basically show us just like their last movie did what's going to happen during a cyber attack, and then the resultant. Um, civil war now the lady let's see her name i believe Catherine herridge herridge something like that herridge right on cbs said there's going to be a massive black swan i believe is what she called it right sometime in 2024 yeah, let me interject. Uh, as much as I love to pin stuff on Obama, I don't think the Civil War uh, movie, which I'd love to talk more about, by the way, I've, I've kind of been looking into it, uh, is has anything to do with the Obamas. It's Alex Garland. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe there's a connection I'm not aware of, but I don't. I'm not aware of any connection between Obama and that film. But I've seen the trailer, the full trailer, and I got to yes. tell you, it is. It's just really, uh, I think. Uh, important to to know again how much the media likes to telegraph it's called predictive programming what what's going to come in the future and i don't think it's an accident i mean there have been plenty of wars about unrest movies about unrest in america and and uh you know those types of things but this one takes it to a new level and it, it makes you wonder what are they conditioning us for what are they preparing us for so yeah it comes out i think it's in uh, April, March or April, April right? 6th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, that timeline, you know, the WEF has warned us there's going to be a major cyber attack. Uh, Bill Gates has said the same thing. And I know everything he says usually, unfortunately, comes true if it's on the bad side. So, yeah, the Obamas, I got to look up that because when I was watching the Leave the World Behind, <clears throat> I think or I thought they had made a comment about them producing the next one, but I could be wrong. Don't want to don't want to tag them with anything they don't deserve, but I think we'll probably find out they've got their fingers in there somewhere, but we will look at that. Okay. 
Let's see, the Russian election is in March or April. I don't know if anybody is running against Putin. Seems like every time somebody even talks about it, they end up flying out of a window. So I know there's a lady that wants to run against him. I'm sure something very unnatural is going to happen to her because, you know, Putin wants to reign forever, and I think he's got it arranged so he will. All right, BRICS, we've already talked about them a little bit. Um, you know, the U.S. currency is dead, more than likely. You know, with Iran, Egypt, Ethiopia, UAE, and Saudi Arabia joining BRICS, you just stop and look at that. You understand how much control they're going to have over the world's oil, over the actual money, gold, etc., and it gives one pause because you wonder when the hammer is going to fall or when the event is going to happen where all of a sudden our currency is worth nothing. It's coming, but we don't know when. Now, public pension funds are being invested in China and into Chinese corporations. Um, there are 56 of the 74 top funds that actually have considerable amount of money in the Chinese funds. And that I think the total that they have invested in those funds is $68 billion. So it is substantial. And I'm wondering why are we financing the enemy? You know, we give the, uh, you know, Walmart buys 92% of their products from China. They have, you know, they're buying out all of the uh, farms, food processing. I mean, we complain about China, but we're supporting them. If we weren't supporting them, they would not be a problem. But the uh, United States debt finally went over $34 trillion. And I believe we've been talking in about three, three and a half months since it was a $32 trillion. So you see it snowballing. The unfunded liabilities, which always concern me a lot, are now $211 trillion. Um, I can't even fathom that kind of money. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, it's beyond my comprehension. Now, I noticed in the news that they said the carrier, the um, Gerald Ford, along with its sister ships that are in the battle group, are heading back to the United States. Now, they supposedly say they need rest and relaxation. They need to refurbish the ship. Here's my question. The John F. Kennedy which left the East Coast a couple months ago with no planes, where is it at and what is it doing? Secondly, if the Gerald R. Ford is coming back so soon after being deployed, is it having problems or are they going to be restocking the munitions with nuclear weapons? Or it could be that they're aware of threats to the homeland and they're they're having to reposition their troops based on intel uh, that they're receiving is that a possibility definitely as is they know there's going to be attacks by hezbollah iran and everything else and they don't want a 13 billion dollar carrier sitting there yeah. to get smoked now i was thinking about this last night i'm going they bring it back you know i'm sure they've expended missiles and all that kind of stuff wouldn't it be interesting to get the kennedy out there replace all of the planes on there, plus whatever else they have, put the Ford in bay for a month or two, restock it with nuclear weapons, and then see if they send it to the South China Sea. Yeah. Because I know they're worried about the Chinese, and I think the Chinese are definitely 
one of the biggest threats right now. But it's going to be interesting to see where they take the brand new carrier, supposed to be the best of the fleet, what they're doing with it. Um, not that I don't trust the United States government, but let's face it, they know what's going on. We kind of look from the inside or the outside going, what is happening? Now, one thing that really concerned me when I was looking through everything for today, the military suicide number has jumped another 17%. As of last year, it was up 22% since the year before. Now it's up another 17%. Oh. Now, I don't know what's going on, but somebody needs to dig into that. I mean, let's face it, a lot of these troops have never been exposed to an actual combat zone. Now, these are not the old veterans that are still dealing with everything from Desert Storm, Vietnam, and everything else. This is also the new, newer recruits, and that concerns me because there's definitely something going on that's uh, nefarious. I don't know if they're being tested, they're having adverse reactions, or if they just can't cope anymore. I don't know. But the uh, crypto versus CBDC. Now, I'm still a firm believer CBDC may be the method the government uses. I look at the national debt. I look at the unfunded liabilities, and I'm going, I still would not be surprised if the government nationalizes everything. All of a sudden, overnight, they own it all. Houses, cars, everything else. People say, well, let's use crypto. All right, well, I've talked to a few people on crypto, so I kind of get an idea where it's at. Now, CBDCs are going to be regulated by the federal government. Cryptocurrencies are not. Basically, their anonymity is what makes them popular. So if you've got a government or governments that wants to shut down the money supply and control everything, crypto's got to go. They could say it's going to be part of the finance, but I'm thinking we're going to have an EMP, we're going to have a cyber attack or whatever, and all of a sudden that stuff's going to be lost. Now, I know some of the people that are hearing this are going, are you sure of that? No, I'm not sure. But what I'm, I'm looking at everything, taking into account in the last two weeks, give me some breathing time. To look back, put stuff together, see what looks plausible and what doesn't. So all I can say, there is something nefarious going on. We know it's going to happen soon. So brace up. All right. The Houthis out of Yemen have the Red Sea cut down to very little traffic. Uh, Iran now, I would imagine with what has happened in the last 24 hours, they will probably move on the um, Straits of Hormuz in oil. Transportation is going to dry down to a dribble. So those low prices you've enjoyed, hang on to that memory because I have a feeling it's going to go bananas, either because of the BRICS nations or the war that's going on over there very quick, very yeah. soon. Speaking of that, in the trailer for 2024, my wife pointed out there was one shot that showed gas prices, and I think it was like 5 or $6. Um, so again, is that predictive programming? You know, who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I think you're right on that. Well, you know, as people on Social Security with a big 3.2% increase, we're just going to sit at home. We're going to just sit here and enjoy what happens, try to make our utility bills and enjoy our dogs, family, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not going to affect us. But for those that commute, it's going to be a problem. All right. Something that might concern you, there are 16 billionaires right now that have bunkers being built. 
Now, I don't mean the little basement bunkers or anything like that. I don't mean the $275 million bunker like Zuckerberg is building. I mean things where their family, their friends could survive for a long time. We've talked about the food shortages, supplies, where they're being stockpiled about a year ago. And with 16 of them spending that much money, what do they know that we don't? Zuckerberg, to think. he's building one over there in Hawaii, I think, right? That's where Zuckerberg, you're right on Maui. Yeah, yeah. It, or no, Kauai. It was Kauai, yeah. yeah. $275 billion should build a nice place. Yeah, I mean, I've got $275. How much will that get me? I got another $275. That's about go. it. All our problems <laughs> are solved. That's great. That's right. <laughs> yes. Now, I did notice they have a new AI refrigerator. It basically is smart enough. It will access everything that is in your refrigerator, and it will prepare menus for you based on that. Now, I'm thinking, you know, we don't have to think much longer because there will be a toilet pretty soon, I'm sure. We have a refrigerator. The uh, AC and furnace, they can take care of that electronically. So, you know, not much longer. I don't even want to think about what an AI toilet would do. That that's just that's not what I hoped to think about today. So let's that is the one item you don't want to malfunction. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You sure don't. <laughs> a couple of days ago, Turkey blocked the United Kingdom from sending any of their minesweepers into the Black Sea. They basically said, "No, you can't go." Now the Russians have an entire fleet in the Black Sea, but that seems to be okay. Uh, Erdogan has basically said, the Jews have to go. Israel must be destroyed. Hmm. He is prepping his two million man army. His ships are already in the Mediterranean or on the way. And so it, um, it won't be much longer before it happens. Putin said, let's attack the United Kingdom. They're the ones that are causing a lot of our problems. They're programming the missiles. So, you know, we talk about the different wars, the Gog, the Magog, the Psalm 83, and this is where this is what I'm thinking right now. Right now, we don't know where this war is going, but I do know that Turkey and Iran were never mentioned in the Psalm 83 wars. They seem to be leading the fight. Now, Russia has 615,000 soldiers pursuing the Ukraine forces, moving on Kiev, Liev, all those other places right now. Where the other 600,000 did he have? He had 1.2 million on the border, 615,000 are actually attacking. I want to know where that other 600,000 is, because I will bet you a dollar to a donut. They are further to the east, ready to head south. They are probably staging in Georgia, in those areas. Uh, you know, there's not a, there is no media coverage there. Uh, satellites would be U.S. or allies. They're not going to be telling us what's going on. But I will bet you there is an army building right there that would amaze you. Yeah, And I think they're getting ready to move. Yeah, if you think about it, if you're able to join us for our Monday night uh, live Zoom session with Bill Salas, uh, you should ask him that question. Just, you know, repeat what you just said and kind of get his uh, his take on it, because I know he really keeps his finger on the pulse of all those nations around there. Bill, I've got a whole list for him already. 
Good, good, good. And it was, what, an hour ago you told me about it? I know, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, you won't need anybody else submitting questions. I'll get them to you ahead of time so he can prep. Yeah, again, if you just joined us, uh, our premier subscriber uh, list, uh, that's a, a monthly fee that you can uh, pay to, to, to have access to once or twice a month. We do these live Zoom sessions and we bring on guests and give you the chance to meet them and ask them questions. Our next one of those is scheduled for Monday night, January the 8th. And I mentioned uh, at the outset of the program that uh, Bill Salas has agreed to come on and be our guest. So if you're interested in uh, signing up for our premier subscriber uh, program, you can check that out at notbyworks.org. Uh, just click on the banner that highlights that as the, the carousel goes around, or you can just go directly to the store, click the store button, and uh, find out the details there. Yeah, it'll definitely be one to be be there for, definitely. Now, our friends, the Iranians, basically, they keep saying, well, we're going to have enough enriched uranium for warheads. Now, last summer, they told us they already had three or four. So I don't know who they're trying to fool if they think our attention span is that short or whatever. We know they have more. And our friends in Pakistan said, hey, because we trade with you, Iran, if you need some more, we'll provide those to you. So I think I think Israel understands very well that an attack is hmm. imminent. I don't know when. I would say March and April with the cyber attack, with the Chinese being able to move. I think it's all coordinated. March to June would be the time I'm not going to get in an airplane or anything like that. I do know that. Mm. Now, the Houthis continue to be a problem. Hezbollah is a problem. They just launched two days ago the biggest attack against Israel yet. Israel is launching counterattacks that are just as big. I think that when Nasrallah and the rest of them talk here in the next day or two, we're going to probably find out that uh, we're going to have a much larger war in the Middle East against Israel than what we have now. They have, they're battling on seven different fronts. Uh, there are no fronts left for the enemies to come in. So you want to watch Bible history, um, everything else go. I think this is the year it's going to accelerate greatly. Yeah, and I was debating about whether or not to make this announcement, but since we've been talking about Israel, I feel like I'll, I, I want to go ahead and mention it. You know, we talked about the premier subscriber, but we we have a lot of great material just for the general public. And on Monday morning, sometime during the morning, I'm going to be doing a live interview with Tom Hughes from Jerusalem. He's going to be in Jerusalem uh, doing some taping and some uh, uh production stuff. And I talked to him yesterday. He agreed to come on the Not By Works podcast. It's a nine-hour time difference, so it won't actually air live. But uh, if all comes together as planned, and he's excited about it, he said, absolutely, uh, count me in. Uh, I will be posting early sometime Monday, but probably before noon or so, uh, that interview that will go out to the general public on our podcast channel. Uh, and uh, he, I can't wait to get his firsthand account of what's going on over there. He hopes to get over to Gaza and some of the other places. So we love Tom. I know he's uh, our listeners love uh, Tom Hughes. He's been such a, a gracious uh, blessing to me and our ministry, uh, but can't wait to talk to him on Monday. So obviously we're dealing with Israel. It's a very unpredictable situation. Something could happen that preempts this, but uh, he's uh, got the capability. His crew will be there, and we're going to do a short, probably 30-minute at the most, uh, uh, interview with him from over there in Israel, and we'll post that on Monday. Well, the great thing about it, you have him and Salas 
So you're going to have two authorities that should be right up to date on everything. So rather than listen to CNN or the Fox, whatever, we should get good information from them because things are moving so quickly that I'm surprised that uh, they want to be over there, to be honest. Now, a couple too. more things. I, I asked him if he was afraid, and he, of course, he's not. He tr- trusts the Lord, but uh, uh, and he has a lot of contacts over there, so he he knows the real score more than what you're hearing on a lot of the, even the alternative media sites. I mean, he's got well placed contacts, so he wouldn't go if it was, um, you know, going to cause uh, threats to him, his life, and his crew's life. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I can't can't wait to wait for that to happen on Monday. Well, will he be in the nuclear? Shelter with BB? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't hope know. so because we could ask some questions there. I mean, BB is quite a target as the leader of Israel right now. I don't. I don't think I'd want to be near him. Uh, uh, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully he won't. But yeah, it's it's going to be neat. I'm really thankful for him. Uh, uh, you know, being willing to do that. Fifteen percent of the Israeli population says they should keep Netanyahu when the war is over. That's lower than Biden. That that should be a real hard stopper if you're the leader which is interesting because normally in wartime the the popularity of a president or leader goes way up and you know certainly bb has i think done an excellent job of responding to this unprovoked attack from hamas uh you know we can argue all day about you know who knew what and how in the world did they did the idf let this happen that's a you know that we may never know the answer to that question but uh certainly uh Netanyahu was the man of the hour, is the man of the hour to say, we're not going to take it anymore. And so I would think his popularity would be through the roof. That's interesting. You know, and and then uh, when you mentioned who knew, who didn't know what started it, that's for the history books. That is history now. It doesn't matter. This is where we're at today. You make your decisions from here. I mean, think of the Vietnam War, the Johnson administration, everything that came out years later. Mm-hmm. It'll be the same way there. Now, Biden did know about the balloons over the United States when he was actually lying to us and saying he didn't. They were going to let them go, fly over the United States, never say a thing about it until the gentleman in Montana said, why is that balloon up there? Then all of a sudden, they had to make an excuse and look like they really cared. Now, it's interesting that those balloons use the Internet from the United States through one of our providers to guide their balloons where they wanted them to go. So if you don't think the Chinese have access to everything, think again, because we've talked about them having the launch codes. I don't know if there's much in in the way of our everyday life. They don't have their fingers. So watch them, watch them very closely because they're humanoid robots. They are starting to mass produce those. Their brain warfare unit is ahead of where Musk is. Musk wants to start testing. The Chinese are already putting it into use. So understand that everything is not equal. Right. They're ahead of us. They're a close society. We don't know what they can do. But all I got to say is if they can get a balloon over where I live low enough, I will take a couple shots. <laughs> That's it. And, and we're talking about... Uh... Not the shots you drink. Uh, that no, those no, on another day. No, uh, we're so, we're uh, waiting for those till the missiles are incoming. A, so I wanted to mention. Speaking of technology, uh, some of you have been asking uh, when's uh, Shane going to be back on. We've I've talked to him almost every, every day. So do you, Randy. We have we really stay connected. Um, 
his schedule's been just crazy, crazy uh, at uh, the school where he works. Uh, but we do have him calendared for week after next. So if you can wait another week or so, week and a half, we'll have Shane on to give us a technology update. Well, we should be in bizarre world by then. <laughs> so I, that'll be a great one to listen to because I'm sure he's got things I don't have. But just the things I've been reading, I forward on to him because that's his bailiwick, not mine. And I'm reading this going, wow, can we last another year, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so that's enough gloom and doom for one day. There's plenty more. But uh, I was going to go over and do a recap of last year of everything that happened, but it exceeded an hour. Yeah. So everybody that thinks nothing went on, dig a little deeper. Well, so since you enjoy doing the solo podcast so much, maybe you could record that recap and we can, <laughs> we can post it. You know, there is just something about talking to yourself that is just yeah. not normal. Yeah. Does I mean, not for an hour. Does yourself talk back? Well, no, but I find myself re-recording because I'm going, that didn't even make sense. <laughs> so, no, no. When I get to be a hermit in another couple of years and I'm in the mountains hiding from whatever's going on, yeah. then maybe we'll do that. We'll send you a carrier pigeon with yeah. the information. There you go. So right now, it's not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Yeah. I love it. Well, Randy, it's a blessing as always. You uh, always encourage me uh, just because, uh, you know, I know your heart. I know your love for the Lord. I know where your faith rests as all of our faith should rest in the Lord. And uh, and so even though we, you know, we see things happening and unfolding and we try our best to connect the dots from a biblical worldview, uh, I know that uh, because I know you, my friend, I know that your trust is in the Lord and you know who wins in the end, right? That's right. And the sooner we get to the end, the better. Amen to that. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. So, uh, well, thank yes. you, folks, for joining us again. Um, you know, check out our website. Lots of great resources there. Great uh, uh, just podcasts and videos and devotionals. And, and then, of course, so while you're on the website, check out the online store because we have a free section there as well, which has uh, lots of free content that you don't need a credit card for. You can just download it, PDFs of different uh, things that I've uh, produced. So uh, check that out while you're there. And in the meantime, have a great week. Uh, tune in again uh, tomorrow. We'll uh, I'll be posting our interview with the Stand Up For The Truth uh, program. And then, of course, on Friday, we've got Patrick Wood on to give us his outlook for 2024. Can't wait to hear that. And then on Sunday, we'll be at uh, the church there at Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado. God bless everyone. God bless you, Randy. Have a great rest of the week.